Welcome to the Hardwick Evangelical Church Weekly Podcast. We're going to have two slightly shorter reflections this morning. And our reflections are around the idea of hope. Um, but we, we take an idea of hope from the, song, from the lyrics from the last song. And the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And hope and fear are two things common to all of humanity. The years go by with alternating degrees of one and the other, or both at the same time. In some years we hold out more hope, and in other years fear becomes the more dominant emotion. We hold out hope for ourselves and our own situations. We hope for a a better life. We hope for a more stable life. We hope for a better job. We hold out hope for others. We hope for illnesses to retreat, for situations to turn around, and for those that we love to live in comfort and happiness. And we hold out hope for the events of the world, as Kate spoke about at the beginning, it's hard to sometimes do that. But we hope for an end to war. We hope for hunger to be met with nourishment. And we hope for human life to be recognised for the inherent value that it has. But occupying the same space in our hearts and in our heads, hope is fighting for space with fear. We live in fear for ourselves and our own situations. We fear our life will not get better. We fear our lives will become more unstable, that we might lose our job. We fear for others. We fear that illness will spread or return. We fear that situations will deteriorate and that rather than comfort and happiness, those we love will be met with desperation and difficulty. We also fear for the events of the world. We fear that war will grind on. We fear that calls for hunger to end will be met with silence and that human life will continue to be a second level concern. So how do we hold these two in tension? How do we exist in a world where hope can be so fleeting and fear can be so overwhelming? How do we cope with dashed hopes and the tedious inevitability of our fears being realised? We place our hopes and our fears in the hands of the person who can deal with them all. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by, yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Jesus came to fulfil hope and assuage fears. He is the long-awaited Messiah. His coming had first been promised to Adam and Eve in Genesis. His birth of a virgin in the city of David had been foretold by prophets centuries before. 
Jesus was the promised Lamb of God, the hope of Israel, pictured for years through sacrifice of Passover. He fulfills the hopes of all the years that our sins will be laid on him alone. Though at Christmas we may remember him as a baby, he is the baby who came to make right what's wrong with the world. The same infant born in a Bethlehem stable would, as a man, carry a cross down streets to Golgotha, where he died as the ultimate sacrifice. We can also be comforted by the idea that Jesus assuages our fears. If your greatest fear is loneliness or rejection, Jesus has answered that fear. Through Jesus we have been so loved by God that nothing in creation can separate us from him. If you fear storms and tempests, Jesus has the power, power to calm them with a word. Worried that your needs might not be met, we serve a God who goes by the name of Provider. Fearful of death, Jesus has conquered it. Death is no longer terminal. The birth of this baby in Bethlehem pierced the darkness of our fears the way a lit match overtakes the, cavern, the darkness of a cavern. Its light may be small, but darkness cannot overcome it. And the light of that match leads to a roaring, blazing glow. Christmas would be followed by Good Friday and Easter, and Christ's first coming will be followed by his return, after which there will be nothing left to fear and no darkness left to flee. Yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. And we'll take the last couple of songs that we talked about just to, um, or the songs that we've sung. We sang about the shepherds being visited by the angels. We sang about the wise men or the magi visiting Jesus. And there's a little bit that I'd like to just focus on in this little mini reflection before we can all tuck into some mince pies in a few minutes. Um, where we left the first reflection is that in the coming of Jesus we see hopes fulfilled and we see our fears assuaged. That doesn't mean that our fears disappear. It doesn't mean that we can't hope for things, but it means that we are placing them in the hands of the person that can make the difference or the God who can make the difference. But I just want to, where I want to leave us today, and this might seem like a slightly different tack, but is that actually in, in Jesus coming to earth, we must also recognise that consciously or subconsciously, our fears have also been realised. The humble arrival of Jesus, fragile as he was, as squalid as his surroundings were, should not be confused as weakness. In that baby born to Mary and Joseph lay the hope of the entire world, God incarnate, coming down to earth to make right the relationship between humanity and himself. That is not a message of weakness or timidity. It is a message of resounding hope and one that we are all invited to partake in. But 
There's always a but, isn't there? But, in order to get involved, we must be prepared to realise perhaps our greatest fear, which is that all of this, our world and everything we do, is not about us. Jesus entering the world set in motion a change of posture of everyone in it. We just heard from the reading, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. We read as well about the wise men of the Magi. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. The shepherds, working men of ill repute and lowly standing, full of hopes and full of fears, returned from the manger, glorifying and praising God. The wise men, wealthy travellers, bearing gifts of great significance, caused to press their faces into the ground in worship to him. Jesus came to fulfil hopes and to assuage the fears of humanity throughout the years. But he did not do that to play second fiddle. He came to claim his throne. And if we long to see Jesus on his throne, we must remove ourselves from ours. The thrones we establish in our own lives, where our needs take precedence, where our desires are our number one priority. The Christmas story allows for all on the journey of faith to change their posture. Just as the shepherds rejoice in all they have seen or heard, as witnesses to the goodness of God in our own lives, we too can go out into the world professing of all we have seen and heard. Or if, like the Magi, you are coming to this story for the first time, you too can be confronted with the majesty that invites you to bow down and worship. So wherever you're at for Christmas this year, whatever it is that you're doing, we should ask ourselves, what will our posture be? In who or what do we place our hope? In ourselves or in the one who can make a difference? Do we cling to the thrones that we create for ourselves? Or will we come and bow down and worship the King? For more information about Hardwick Evangelical Church, please click the website link in our bio.